Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I am Pauline. <laughs> and I'm Lisa. And we are two sisters who rewatch movies from our childhood and then discuss them. Uh, this week, Lisa picked a movie uh, from the 60s starring Sidney Poitier. It is a British film, so I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with it, but she's going to quickly synopsize it for us. Mm-hmm. And then we're just yes. going to dive in. To the goodness of this episode, <laughs> which I'm I'm quite interested to talk I'm to you about. Very interested to talk about this one too. Okay, I'm so interesting. Lots of interesting topics mm-hmm. come up in this film. I think so. There was one unexpectedly. Let's, let's not talk okay. too soon. Let's, yes, let's, let's Can't talk spoil about synopsis it. before we jump in. Lisa, okay, what's the? Tell everyone what what this movie is. <laughs> All right. So as Pauline said, this this is a film from 1967. It's with a predominantly unknown cast aside from Sidney Poitier. And it's about, he stars as Mark Thackeray, a young man who's uh, traveled a bit. He's from uh, British Guiana at the time, what it was called at the time. And he's uh, been to the States and all this stuff. And he's back in London and he's an engineer, but hasn't been able to find work. And so he takes up a teaching position uh, at a school that's known for having basically all the problem children sent to it from the East End sort of neighborhood of London, which is very rough. And he has no teaching experience, but it's a job. He's going to get paid. The school clearly is desperate for teaching. Teachers, um, and he has to deal with a class that is accustomed to giving a lot of attitude, to uh, cussing, to not treating anyone with respect. And he sort of warned repeatedly that this is going to be a difficult situation. And that the previous teacher has vanished, basically, and had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> out. He's basically just, just is suddenly out and gone. Like he's Good. Like not there. That bodes and, well. And so Sidney Poitier decides that he's going to take a different tactic after trying to teach them through textbooks. And it's he's going to teach them through discussion how to be adults based on actual life experience and to see how that progresses and how this class sort of transforms. And he earns their respect very grudgingly, but but how it ends by the end of the film with them understanding the adult lessons he's trying to teach them. That's basically this movie. That's that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's another one of those like oddly enough, like Dangerous Minds and Sister Act, where we've got like a teacher who's gonna whip these yeah. children into shape. I didn't realize that this. we had yeah. so yeah, many of those like from our childhood, <laughs> but this is the third one, and I mean that's a pretty niche. It is thing. in a very short span of time, actually. I think we've picked school films yeah. pretty close together. Yeah, I think so. And, Oddly enough, when I picked it, guys, that wasn't my thought process. I wasn't like, oh, another teacher one. I was just like, oh, I want to watch some Sidney Poitier. That's what I want to right. watch. And Fair. I remember watching this movie. So that's what we're doing. And only as I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I picked another classroom one. Should have really thought mm-hmm. that through. But I mean, you did. Okay. I mean, it's true to life, Lisa. That's what matters. There you go. There's I lots mean... of teachers and students, right? We'd have to have stories. About and it's them. our lives. This is what we watch. This is a reality. So <laughs> there you all go. So Lisa, okay. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you about this movie because I feel like we are going to have a very interesting discussion because oh. things came up for me that I was <laughs> unexpecting. And I feel like the same could be same for, said for you. Would that um, be accurate? I would say it's accurate, especially because I think we were actually quite young. When I we didn't this realize movie. how young we were, Lisa. Very, very young. I watched this movie. I want to let everyone know <laughs> this movie has a PG rating. And I'm not joking. Before the movie started, I was like, PG. Some of the stuff's not acceptable for younger viewers. I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. I can't think of anything in this movie. 
that would be that acceptable. Would, that would Take warrant a PG rating rather and than then, a G. And then I watched it, Lisa, and I was like, <laughs> how did we watch this movie? I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say we were like eight. Like oh, I genuinely, I, think, I feel like I was like we were like six and seven. Is yeah, what I was thinking we're, we're like and six there, and seven, and we watched it a couple of times. And we many owned it. times, many we times. owned it. Yeah, and we yes, loved Mom the song. Loved this movie. Mom oh yeah, when loved I this movie. when I told her that's what we were rewatching, she's like, "Oh, I loved that one." And I think she and she wanted to watch it with me, but we it didn't line oh. up with schedules, so I didn't oh, actually I get to watch it with her. No, I no, I watched love... it on my own. Her impact, her input yes. would have been very interesting. Oh, yes. um, but yeah, so so it's funny. My memory of this film was very much skewed by being mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. mm-hmm. I will say that in terms of my comprehension, in terms mm-hmm. of like a lot of what's in this film. Yes. So I, in a way, it's kind of interesting because I know it we're going like to talk about some... A new some, movie. Totally. But I mean, I know we're going to talk about some serious stuff in this episode. Just FYI, guys. It will still be yes. charming and funny and hilarious. But there's some serious, <laughs> serious stuff to roll through. Um, but I would say it's we almost think. like... We think we'll be charming and funny and I think hilarious. Since but go both on. of us as small children, clearly the mature themes went over our heads. So if anyone, you know, don't panic should you have watched this with small children because they'll be I, fine. Most likely it went over their heads. It most, it most it likely, unless you took the time to explain stuff. Yeah. Which, gold star for you. Gold but, star for everyone involved. But, um, but my guess is most of you probably didn't decide to, I most of you probably didn't decide to watch this one in advance without being like, no, I've never heard of this. This is a random 60s film. I'm going to wait for the review. Good but, call. Um, call everyone but i'm guessing even if you did you most likely didn't pick small children to watch it with just from and if you did the... don't worry they don't retain anything <laughs> of the heavy nature of the topics so, of discussion so this is interesting so going in i will say there were a couple of scenes that i that really impacted me from when we were little that i remembered very like that i was waiting okay. for watching the film. um so one that i remembered crystal clearly and i was waiting for in the film was when Sidney potier loses his temper because mm. the big thing about him as a character is he doesn't lose his temper no matter how rude the children are to him he's actually always very calm he doesn't make big gestures he's very like he's very graceful with how he's standing he's very, very mature quiet. he's very quiet and he will repeat things quietly he never yells so if they mm-hmm. don't listen the first time he just repeats it again in a serious tone until he they just follow says it. take your proper places twice and you're like oh, i get her better take my yeah proper oh place. it works listening to them like kids sit down sit <laughs> down yeah and there's something about that that as a kid even i was like wow this guy's amazing because he's got clearly, so much control. He's got like that was something. I mean, you know me, I love yes. a good mentor, anyways. But that was something. <laughs> just the whole movie. I think that's why as a kid, I'm like, he's the greatest yeah. mentor ever. Look at how calm he is. Um, and because he's so calm through so mm-hmm. much, like they are very rude to him. They're terrible. They're I also terrible. Need terrible to preface children. that I didn't understand how bad some of the shit is that they do to him oh totally that they do like, throughout, like I, they they he's yes. he's a black teacher so they make comments about his race like that you know but not heads like up. but overtly, not like but very 
sneakily, very yes. subtly, and in a way that he could he wouldn't have been able to prove to anyone that they had made like oh but those guys. He knows, but he knows what they're they doing because he's he, so fucking smart. Totally, but yes, and, and it's Ooh. on the nose still to him. And, yes. and no doubt he has experienced all manner of racism. Oh, he kind of goodness. alludes to it, so. Yeah. He feels when he's at the job that he's handled a fair bit of shit in his days, so he can handle these oh. kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you could only assume it. Um, this is 1960s, after all. Um, but yeah, their way and like they 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 speak using like bleeding or bloody like repeatedly. They have very poor grammar. Which, it's to those of us who are not in the UK, is a bad swear word. That's I you're think, just like all the that's, time. Yeah, totally. It's a very bad thing to it's say. Like and they say it like repeatedly. Pauline. Yes, but to a teacher. To a teacher. Someone of authority as a student. Even Pauline doesn't do that. No, Mm -hmm. no, she checks herself. She Um, does. So as a result of it, his calm handling of all the shit previous, when he does lose his temper as a kid, Mm. I was like, they have done something. Yes, and... He has lost his shit. (laughs) 100% like that, because... You also don't know exactly what they've done, but you have an idea. Totally. And you and know what you think it is, but there's an innuendo <laughs> that you're like, shit, this well, is bad. And I, I will say it here, what it is, but as yeah. it, because it's something I misunderstood as a kid. Yes. Um, I didn't understand what was so... So basically... Let's backtrack a little bit. So, yes, Mr. Thackeray, do. this is about like about 40 minutes into the film. He's had dealt with a whole bunch of shit from them. He's kept his cool throughout it all. And he comes into his classroom expecting to, you know, just go about his day as normal. And all the kids are standing around. Um, they've actually dropped a water balloon or the equivalent of water balloon from the window on his way in. And he's avoided it. So he already knows something's up. And he gets in and they're all standing there. And he just looks around and realizes something is in the furnace that's in the room. Like one you can actually open that has a fire in it right like a franklin stove is kind of what totally it like, think but... of it that way that's what it looks like i don't think yeah. that's what it actually is but it's similar sure. enough and he it's it clearly smells bad and he goes and he opens it and he dismisses the boys from the room so he is he is furious he's livid and even then he doesn't really shout but you know oh. they're in trouble like everything you see his, it in his eyes his face his face is shaking the way mm. that his tone is like honestly as a kid i was like oh my God. yeah like it T- is yes frightening because you do not want to be on the receiving end of that exactly angle. you're yeah. like something and and it's something about when people are so calm that when they do lose it it's mm-hmm. bigger than someone who frequently loses it right like the totally. impact is lost but anyways he dismisses the boys and then he rips into the girls and tells them that the disgusting object that's in that furnace has to be removed by the time he gets back and that the windows are open to clear out the smell and as a kid i'm like wonder what's in there <laughs> I remember Must specifically asking. I remember asking, and I was like, "What's in there?" And I never got an answer. And no, I was like, "Okay." They did not get an answer. They just went. They don't say. I think it was something like they don't say, or just something gross. And you're like, yeah. "Okay, that's non-specific." As an adult, <laughs> cool. That's super vague. Thanks, guys. As an adult, you understand that it is a feminine, what they would call hygiene a feminine hygiene napkin product. at the time. Because um, it wouldn't have been a pad or a tampon because that wasn't around at the time. So it would have been like an actual napkin, right? And it is in there and it has been set on fire. So it smells and bad. So and it it's smells gross. bad and it's, it's fucking disgusting. And it's disgusting. And he rips into the ladies and then he leaves. And as a child, that line when he says that disgusting object had better be removed. And the way he shouts it as yeah. a kid, I'm like, we will remember this forever. This is ingrained yes. in our head for all and time. Back to the quotes. Because then mm. he says, if you must play these filthy, filthy games, games 
do them in your homes. Not, not in, in my, my classroom. classroom. And you're like, that holy shit. Shit. Something. Well, and when you told me, when in the trivia, you're like, what's the quote? And I was like, honestly, that was the first quote that popped <laughs> in my mind. But there's no way I'm naming the trivia. Which is, <laughs> which is hilariously, because I was like, this is what the name of the trivia should be. Like, that's what I wrote. Because <laughs> oh I was like, no. that's the most memorable line. I'm it not, was. I agree with I you. But I was like, I'm not. Yes. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I appreciate that greatly. I'm sure everyone else does too. But that line stuck. Honestly, it is. And how he says it. Burned in my, and how they all look. Because they are, because mm-hmm. they, they wanted a reaction. But I think even they weren't prepared no. for what his reaction was. Because it still wasn't typical to what they were used to these kids are used to so as they're as you're told at the start of the movie they're used to home life where they might be hit a couple of times they might be yelled at they're cursed at by their parents they you know they don't actually come from happy homes necessarily broken homes as it said back in the day right um and that at the school different teachers have different methods too and so his response even in anger uh he doesn't even like curse at them. He's well, and they even, so they even say that later. Mm-hmm. So, so to talk about it further. So Lulu, one of the characters uh, who Babs. sings the main yeah. song, she's awesome. I love but her. She says, she's like, even when he blew his stack, no swearing or nothing. And she's talking to one of the other girls who wasn't there for it. Yeah. And is kind of explaining how he's so different than what they've ever seen. Totally. Even when he's mad, he's not swearing and cursing and cussing. Yeah. He's genuinely upset. You can tell. And he's so articulate about it. He's very, like, he... He explains explains exactly why he's as furious as he is. Which, when anyone's angry, that's amazing. That's (laughs) That's an impressive skill to have. Because, yeah, when you're angry, your emotions are so high. Yes. Often, you can't be as coherent as you want to be. Because it's really difficult to master it. And so him... Story of my life. Totally, how right? I live, how I And exist. later you're like, oh, I should have said it this way. Why couldn't yes. I say what I was you're actually in the shower feeling? Later, and you're totally. like, nah, now this is how no I No wonder they this. misunderstood or they didn't oh. take me seriously or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, Don't. you're just... No wonder they were all laughing at me and then you yeah. cry. And just I'm kidding. <laughs> so, anyway. so that, I would say that was probably one of the biggest scenes in the whole yes. movie that I remembered super crystal clearly in terms of how everyone looked, mm-hmm. how his tone of voice was, all like a lot of what his dialogue was not all of it but a lot of what his yep. dialogue was i remember very clearly even the um stills on the kids yes. like it pans into the like they're staring at him like oh shit yeah we, like we and might they have are, made a mistake there is like they are no one is moving everyone is just staring in awe and i remember just being like oh yeah i know this scene like i yeah. watched it and i was like i remember so much of how that scene so plays out because he vividly yeah oh, it's so good and it's and it is. It leaves such a huge impression. So that was probably the biggest one I remembered, mm-hmm. even going in. Before I even watched the movie, I'm like, here we go. We're going to watch Sidney Poitier losing his temper. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be awesome. Even if I don't completely understand why he's upset. I know. I know. Now is now. Happen. Why? He's mad. Oh, 100%. I would have been upset, too. Um, so, oh, you know. I, who? Mm, yeah. Yep. Lisa, nope. Lisa would have been a very unhappy teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know we were talking about <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is remarkable. I would have been a very unhappy teacher. There's none of this like not swearing or anything. I definitely would have been fired. But um, <laughs> not even a question. I was like, okay, Pauline, you can't teach. I'm like, yes, that makes sense. I will take my sense. severance and I You're will absolutely leave. right. Good I call. Called. I did threaten three of them. So <laughs> smart choice. I'll leave now. Good. 
Um, I should not be around these kids anymore. You're right. A hundred percent accurate. I shouldn't be around. That's true. And mm-hmm. I, rem- I want to say very, very like right off the bat, I didn't get a lot of this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I last watched this movie. Because mm-hmm. I really, I don't know. I feel like yeah. it hasn't been past the age of like, honestly, 12 or 13. Like, I would I really... say the same thing. I would say the same but thing I remember 12 and 13. We loved mm-hmm. this movie. We loved it, Lisa. Oh, yeah. We watched it all the time. We loved it. I'm I aware. want everyone to understand <laughs> how much we loved it. Like, I just feel like I really need to emphasize, we're going to get into some very heavy topics. This movie is heavy. Mm-hmm. And neither of us comprehended the heaviness of this movie. Oh, no. Not at all. I at, understood that all. the children were rude. And that yes. the children maybe didn't have the best home life. And they weren't really rich, obviously. They were from poorer backgrounds. I got that sense of it. Right. That's kind of it. That's it. That's really. where that, that's that's where where that, that ended. Is. That's where that okay. ended. Um, well, then let's move along into other things that we didn't so, understand, Lisa. Continue. All right. All right. So other things that I didn't understand. I was going to say one other thing that was super memorable was after he's lost his temper, he goes into the staff room and there's another teacher there who he's become quite good friends with, Jillian. She's so Jillian. Sweet. She's lovely. Um, and he, she can tell he's upset. And she's like, Mark, what's wrong? And he basically is like upset because... He's also angry at himself because he said he would never lose his temper at the kids, no matter what, Mm -hmm. because he's dealt with so much shit. Like, of course, these kids aren't getting under his skin. And then they do. And then he has this revelation of they're kids. I'm treating them like kids. I need to treat them like adults. And that whole sequence of him looking at her going, kids. That's it. That's it. Kids. And then he looks at she's so confused, as she should be. But as a kid, I was like, I wonder what's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, oh, for sure. It was also the turning point of the movie. So for me, it wasn't just that the... The losing of the temper was memorable. It was then memorable for what followed. Because mm-hmm. then he comes back into the room and they're all expecting him to still be angry. And instead what he does is he takes the books that are his textbooks and tosses them in the garbage. And they're all like, okay. And yeah. he basically just says, these are useless. You're going to be out of this school in a couple of months. And you need to be adults. You need to be prepared for what's going on there. So I'm going to teach you like adults. I'm going to respect you like that. And he does this whole thing about how they're going to show mutual respect and they're going to talk about anything and everything. And as a kid, I was like, whoa. And I, they are stunned because he's calm again. And even as a kid, I'm like, he's back to being calm. And he's treating them still really like honestly the lesson i learned from this is just like you can still be kind and very considerate of people and very articulate no matter how much they piss you off I was and like, job. i think another takeaway which i have not extended into my daily life but i mm. will try <laughs> is that even when you're upset you can stay calm mm-hmm. and be as powerful if not more powerful in the totally. circumstances <laughs> something that I, adult Pauline, should really take in as like a life lesson. Mm. I'm a hot-headed individual, in case anyone maybe didn't clock that. That, uh, that from our catches exchange. me by surprise. I know. Not hot-headed, you say. I know. Mm. It's new. <laughs> so anyway, that was something that as an adult watching this, I was like, mm, Pauline. Oh, I know. As a Let's kid, work on this. Let's hone I, this. I admired the hell out of him. As mm-hmm. an adult, I admired him even more. I was like, yes. oh my God, I want to be him. I this is who I need to aspire to motherfucking <laughs> shit. But when he comes back in the room and things change, that turning point mm. in the movie is, I remember, and I think I'm as similar to you, mm. I remember that moment because then I was like, 
this is where it gets good. Like, I'm totally. This is when they start to respect each other and they respect him. And then they start talking about stuff. Yes. Much to me as a kid. It meant so much to see this shift where he respects them, they respect him back. And I was like, this is like magic. It is. This is amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. There's something about it that's super. And I think that, I honestly think that scene may be why we love the movie so much is because that turning point, both of us are like, yeah. Yes. This is it. Yeah, like this it's almost it's almost <laughs> yes. And for me, the one who um hates preliminary information, mm. it's as if all that was preliminary in a sense. Like obviously I remember that obviously much mm. more. Mm. But I definitely was like, here we go. This is like the this is the moment that everything is moving forward from. Totally. Kind of how I treated it from childhood. Totally. And so as an adult watching it, I was like, shit, I love this part because it was so good. But um, so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. In terms of what I didn't understand, one yeah. of the big ones. So there's another boy in the class. His name is Seals. Because they often call it, they call it the boys by their last names and the girls too. But it's like Miss, you know, Peg, Peg Miss, mm-hmm. whatever. And then the gentlemen are usually, gentlemen, the, the boys in the class, young men are basically just called by their last name and said like Potter, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is, um, and Seals is mixed race. Uh, one of his parents is African and one of his like African British and one of them is Caucasian. I don't, it's never specified which is which it doesn't really matter. He does say that his mom is English and yes. that his dad is like you. And he yeah. says that when he's talking yeah. to Sidney Poitier. And, and his mom is sick kind of thing, which is very sad. I did remember that as a kid that Seal's mom yep. is sick and that's really hard for him, but I didn't get that. Um, so there his mom's, of course, there'll be plenty of spoilers in this, but his mom passes away towards the end of the film. And Seals is heartbroken and he comes and, like, um, Thackeray takes him aside and everything. But the kids, the other kids, mm. decide to raise money for a wreath uh, to, to send to his house. And Sidney Poitier, um, he's kind of, unfortunately, he's lost their respect at this point in the movie because he's done something they don't agree with. So now they're being assholes We will talk again. about that as well. Oh my God, yes. But now they're being assholes again. And as a kid, I remember it upset me so much. Yep. But anyways, they're, especially because what they're doing is they're collecting from everyone money so they can afford the wreath. And he offers and they're like, no. And as a kid, I was like incensed. I was like, what? And as an adult, I'm like, okay, yeah. You could buy him a nicer wreath. Any little bit of money goes towards it. But you're absolutely right. Pride. Hold on yeah. to that anger. Um, Definitely adult Pauline right there. I'm like, okay. Totally. <laughs> totally. Good. But, Good. you know, when you're angry, you're not always rational. And they're angry. That's uh, true. But what's interesting is he then finds out that they're going to deliver it, have it delivered. And he asks why they won't take it themselves. And it's because they can't go to the black neighborhood basically this part of the city the girls can't they can't be seen there even the guys gossip well they start off by saying women because he says why don't want and he's like well the girls can't they can't you know their reputations it It was their reputation it was their reputations that they were worried about for Mm -hmm. white girls to go to the black neighborhood but then sydney potier asks if the boys one of the guys Denim, who's the ringleader of everything. If the boys can, and they say not even us either. But there's an implication that if a woman takes it, it's worse. Yes. So that's why I started there. Um, yes. And so as a kid, I didn't get any of that. I didn't no. get that it was a separate neighborhood. I didn't get why there would be gossip. I didn't get why they were like, you go, I, I think I misunderstood most of what was happening and just kind of assumed they were mad at Sir, as, as they often call him. They often call him Sir. And... 
they were kind of taking it out that way. And as a kid, I was mm-hmm. kind of like, this is an odd reaction. <laughs> but 100%. as an adult, I'm like, oh, there's a lot more racism in this movie that I didn't pick up on. Yes, because it's not it's, overt. No, it's very subtly done. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think in a way it's more impressive for that reason. It's not the overt racism that you often see depicted in films. Totally. It is one that is clearly an institutionalized racism with how offhand and casual and integrated mm-hmm. it yep. is. And so that scene, and even talking about Seal, like um, Pamela, so there's this other student who's very fond of Sir, and we'll get into that. Um, and she <laughs> defends him a fair bit, so many things. She defends him a fair bit. And there's, a, I got very confused as a kid because she's losing her temper because um, Denim, as we said, is the ringleader in the class and he's like the cool guy and everyone listens to him and he has never liked sir he's one of the only ones who doesn't it takes far longer for his respect to be earned and so he's sort of riling everyone up for it and for those of us familiar with dangerous minds he's the emilio of the class if you will i was i was Mm. thinking that's the perfect analogy and so pamela is basically upset because she she calls them out on how they ask questions in the class they're like we can ask him anything because they've just said something awful um sir has caught a can that was being kicked around kicked the can and he's cut his hand and one of the boys potter goes golly oh red red blood blood." and she looks at him like you're awful how could you and you know and she she says what did you expect pinhead ink Ink. and great Sir leaves because Potter apologizes as he's just joking and and he's clearly used to this kind of thing which is heartbreaking in itself and just kind of goes it's fine Potter and he goes inside and then Denim's furious at Pamela for you know saying that in front of Sir and how dare you know call you know call Potter names even Sir knows he was just joking and she loses it and basically just says like how dare you ask those questions that you've been asking uh, like you know all about him being black all about his background like everything like you're not, you're wasting our time when we could be asking better questions and then she turns on seal and basically it's like why don't they ask you why don't you like you know you you never talk you never speak up like how you know you also could talk about these experiences and he's upset and if they want to know why don't, why they, don't ask they ask you and his response is because i'm not sir that's why i only wish i was and that's a line i remembered very uh, crystal clearly too. i wrote that one down and it's as a, a kid exchange. this whole exchange i didn't know I didn't get why she was mad at Seal. I was actually upset when she called out Seals because I'm like, Seals doesn't do anything. Do anything. I know. Which is exactly what he says. He says, I didn't say nothing. And she says, no, you never say nothing. And as an adult, you're like, true. But also as a kid, you're like, I, uh, Lisa, yes. I feel, you know, I have to say, I need to Mm. pause for a moment. I Mm. feel quite happy with all the things you're saying because (laughs) I wrote down twice as many things I didn't get as Mm. I normally do in a given episode. Totally, yeah. And I was like, I was an idiot. (laughs) So this really makes me feel better because I was genuinely like, I didn't get most of this movie. Well, and it's... Again, it's subtler, right? It's a it question is. like that question of why didn't you say anything? Well, because I'm not sure. And as a kid, I just got, oh, he wishes he was like the teacher who has authority. Yes. I didn't equate it with race. Yes. I equated it with him just wishing he was like 
how polished and how adult sir was right and how everyone listens to him and then as an adult watching it i'm like oh shit no it's about some more stuff happening i still kind of felt bad for seal i'm still like Come oh on. seals is dealing with his right. own shit right potter's now. the one who's being a dick totally potting him Denim let's, keep worst. let's keep our anger folks well, to these and two, especially because but... seal's mom is sick like you know he's going through a rough time he could also just be staying quiet for those reasons so yeah, think, even so as an adult, i'm like pamela i get that you're mad but come on well let's There's, leave this let's let's, let's leave mm, seals out of this one <laughs> totally <laughs> don't on. drag him into this so yes, so absolutely. that was a big scene i didn't get um even what's really interesting i remember so when when Sidney Potty, when Sir arrives um, at the school for the first time and he ends up in the teacher's lounge and there is another teacher there named Weston. I didn't get Weston no. at all. Because Weston is Isn't interesting relatable. from a child's perspective. Yeah. Because he's another teacher. He is one that has clearly given up on attempting to be a good teacher. <laughs> He's the one who like is the most like oh you're gonna suffer through and cynical who cares about these little blighters and like oh they're all yeah. monsters like he's yeah talks about the like, children why are you here guy like they are animals yeah. and you're like okay Weston I think your love of teaching is over and you should find a new profession or at least you a different need to school. get out of the gig you need to get yeah. out of the gig surely yeah. there's something else you could be doing it's with broken your, your spirit that's which is fair <laughs> which is fair but you just we get to it. own it. You need to understand okay. where you're at. And he needs to move along. He's messy. He's not as clean cut. Like, Sir is like his suits are immaculate. Like, every he's very careful about his appearance. And Weston is kind of slovenly in some ways, right? And he's fine with it. And he's not as polite. And he, when Sir starts to teach the kids how to have manners, Weston doesn't want to have to follow suit and is grateful that he's not expected to. Yeah, but which is also an interesting commentary. There's a lot of there's a lot, a lot going of social on. commentary on this movie. But go it, on, yes, movie. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. how he talks to Sir. There's some embedded yes. racism there too. And as a kid, I just you know, thought he was kind of odd and a little bit even funny because I just thought, oh, he's he's one of those Lisa, odd British guys kind of thing. Know, <laughs> and as a, I don't know how British, to describe it, but as a kid, I'm like guys. kind of funny, but I don't know if I like him. But he doesn't seem mean. I didn't think of no, him as a mean a, character. Again, I though, just the racism isn't overt. Which totally. And he does everything in a very sarcastic, playful tone yes. to undercut what he's saying. And so as a kid, yes. I'm like, he just is sarcastic. You know, like, what's fine. funny that you say that, because while I was watching it, I kept writing in the column. By the way, my little column that is normally <laughs> quite short for what is offensive in a movie was not enough space. I had to double I, it up. I know. I was like, and I was very upset about it. this. Yeah, I was like, okay, guess we're going to the next page. So yeah. anyway, but one of the things that he says was he he, mm. and I was like in my head, I was like, am I reading into this too much? Mm. So I'm really glad you say that because he says things like, uh, "the lamb for the slaughter," or if you will, "the black sheep." The black then, sheep in your case. And I was like, yes. oh, shit, Weston. Like, yes. When he said it as an elf, I was like, oh. And then what's great is Sidney Pache is like, no, just a teacher. And I was like, way to keep it cool, again, fella. Yeah. And again, you can tell it's because he's learned through life experience that the best way to handle yeah. all of this shit he's had to deal with is to be as calm and cool and, and cool and he, articulate as you know possible. he doesn't have the luxury of losing his temper exactly and it's one of those things that again is a it's an upsetting reality of the movie where you're watching him interact and you're like damn he's doing like like even yeah. you saying like 
he is polished, he's tidy, and it's like, right, because as soon as he isn't those things... He's going to be judged way harsher than a white person would be. Absolutely. And so watching it has Mm -hmm. so much more depth to it than as a kid ever would. Oh, 100%. And there's another moment where the teacher, Weston, makes another black comment. He says, work your black magic. And he emphasizes black very particularly. And And I Watching it, I was like, Pauline, am I reading no, this right? Because okay. I, when I okay, heard it, I'm like, oh my god, you, I didn't pick up on that. But a hundred percent, he did it on purpose. And again, yes. it is subtle as shit. Yes, but it is a genuine dig, racist dig and that you're just like, okay. It's what I okay. would say. You know what's interesting too is I think so. For anyone who actually also wants another really good Sydney Poitier movie that we will be reviewing <gasps> at some point in the yes. future, it's the movie In the Heat of the Night, it's which is one fun, of my all-time favorite all-time movies favorites. of all time. I would say all-time it's top five. Top five. Oh my movie. god, we haven't Fucking done it yet because movie. the reality is we just you know I need a really bad day. Then I'm like. I need that to watch is, this movie. It's true. It's true. There are certain so, movies, guys, we're saving for. All right, Pauline, I'm pulling a card. Yeah. I need this. <laughs> yeah, like this is, it was a league of their own for me. Most recently, mm. I was like, we need to watch this. So anyway, so so seriously, mm-hmm. In the Heat of the Night is amazing. But the thing about that movie, why they're so interestingly different mm-hmm. is how overt the racism is in a movie depicting Mississippi. Totally. In the 60s versus the UK in the 60s. Yeah, London in the 60s. There's this very different nuance that is still there. It's still very prevalent. Mm -hmm. It's just not nearly as obvious. And the thing that I realized watching this as an adult is child Pauline didn't get the nuance because I also was quite used to watching the In the Heat of the Night movies. The movies with the overt, obvious... Just socially acceptable out in public racism versus the occasional comment racism. And And that, I think, was an interesting notion. I would say it's done for anyone who who wants to see how that is. Because it's it's that idea of someone when you you say, like, that's a racist mark. And they're like, is it? And they're like, I really didn't say anything. I don't think anything I said was bad. And sometimes stuff flies under the radar in ways that only later you're like, oh, shit, that was a terrible comment that person said. But you didn't clock it the first time necessarily yes especially and i'm saying this as a person who is caucasian i am sure if i wasn't i would clock those more because i all would have time. heard that bullshit all the fucking time well and they'd be directed, and it's directed at you right whereas yeah. someone where it's not directed at me it's kind of like gender stuff when someone's being sexist and other people and like guys around you're like did he say something sexist you're like yes he did <laughs> totally <laughs> Because I know, because I'm the it. female in the circumstance, exactly. and I'm very and it, aware of you So if you, you want e- examples of it being more subtle, they're throughout this movie. And there are degrees. There are some that are overt, and there are plenty that are not. And it's throughout the whole movie. And so I would yes. say, like, there were a number of those instances that we could keep talking about, but those are like the, the big ones I would say in terms of. We can't keep talking about all of them, everyone. I just want you to know, cause otherwise this episode is literally going to be five hours long. Totally. And... Just trust us on those examples that they are. There's more. The movie. There's more. Um, uh, so let's get to, to Pamela then. So Pamela is mm. a character. Another heavy another topic. Heavy mm. topic of, Oh shit. Um, as a kid. So this is the other thing. I also didn't understand Yep. The implications and what the end results would be. But so yes. Pamela is blonde, blue-eyed, pretty, um, 
young woman, student in the class, student in the classroom who develops a crush on Sir because, as another teacher puts it, she, he's probably the first actual man she's met in her life who is a respectful and um, intelligent and articulate man who treats her with respect, right? So she comes from a background where a lot of the men, and especially the boys, just watch the behavior of the boys in the classroom, like how they talk to the girls at the start of the film and how they behave around them, like that's the norm. So he is uh-huh. against anything she's accustomed to. So she develops a huge crush on him. Who could she, blame not, her? Oh, I know. Watching like, him, like, I get it, Pamela. I get it. I totally I'm like, get it. I, I, yes. mm-hmm. I would totally I said I understood even as a mm-hmm. child I was like I get everything oh totally. and as and as a kid I got that she liked him yes I, I didn't that wasn't lost on me I nope. got that she liked him it's and she's very like she tries to be extra helpful she's always defending him she even says to like Lulu and her of a discussion about him on the bus after the museum and how she likes him and everything else and how they're kind of annoyed that he's he seems to like that other teacher Jillian and that he's got rotten taste (laughs) rotten taste he's got (laughs) for not noticing them but Uh, so sir obviously isn't oblivious but he now is in a precarious position because he still wants to be a professional teacher how does and so he asks and he's a decent human and he's a decent human understands and, his role and there's in her again life. there's the matter of race so let's come of that into this oh, very God. messy situation and he's asking advice from another like other teachers other female like what do i do? what i'm pointed out to him kind of thing and he's like i know and she's like you know and he's like yeah and he's like i'm just don't treat her any differently than the other kids and it's and then he he should be doing and the other woman's like you're just gonna have you know it'll it'll take its course kind of thing but it's a very treacherous situation oh, to be in it's not good and it's i didn't not understand good. the treacherous nope. knife edge that he is basically on because it's trepidatious it's, it's trepidatious. very trepidatious and if anything mm-hmm. could remotely go wrong he's the one who's gonna he's... be in the no matter how Lynched. he tries so hard. Yeah, basically. How mm-hmm. hard he tries to maintain a balance of respect. She, of course, is like, let me help you with that. Let me let me tidy your desk, sir. It's no trouble. Sir, yeah, like, he needs to not sir, upset me, her. And again, Pamela? Like, and so Which is also that, so sad about his mm-hmm. race, the racial hierarchy in the film, is that he knows he's in a dangerous position for multiple reasons and Mm -hmm. it's also because like it's not just a teacher and a student like that's a that's that's, already one way problematic and that's not yes Mm -hmm. and now it's a white student and a black teacher and if anything were to go wrong or something is misspoken or said yeah he's the one who's literally going to deal with the consequences and not like Mm -hmm. there's she'll be you can only assume it would be conveyed as him taking advantage of her. Absolutely. In, in, and Any so there's this way, shape, or form. Yeah. balance of power that she has in the circumstances that he needs to be very delicate about. And she never, it's not that that's ever coming from her. No, it's she's just not going known... with the intention of, oh, I have control in the situation. No. She's going she as genuinely a girl him. who has a crush and wants yes. to do the utmost to let him know and to be kind to him and to maybe he'll and treat her he, nicely. He, unfortunately, this is the thing that I feel there's this thing when you watch him in this movie where he is just constantly going from one 
precarious circumstance oh to God, the next. Like this beautiful tense. It's like he's Fred Astaire. And you're like, oh, my God, you're dancing over lava right now. Totally. And there's this... There are just these moments where you're like, oh, another thing for I him. I know. He like, doesn't, you watch doesn't him to catch, catch a break. break. There's yes. barely it's... a moment in between till the next thing happens. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like, we, as we said, suddenly the students are respecting him and you're like, yes, thank God. All right. They're respecting him. They do this and amazing museum happens, trip. And then and like, you find oh. out she has a crush on him. And you're like, damn it. And then he's dealing with that. And then he we're going to talk about the PE situation. Then this, this other situation happens. He loses their respect. Now he has to dance around that. He has to dance around the principal who at first is very proud of him for teaching the students. And then, Oh, the situation happens. So no more. And then he has to do like all these things. You're like, okay, that's fine. Totally cool. He's handling it very He's well. He's going to get through this. He's going to get through this. He's going to get through this. have a heart attack. Totally. Uh, but it's, it's Don't fine. worry about me. I'm just having a stroke. It's okay. It's gonna have My brain just can't handle anymore. Anxiety attack watching yeah. the film on Even... behalf of Sydney Fontier's totally character. on behalf who cannot have one yeah Whew. oh my god um so then let's move into another interesting situation which was yes, the PE class please. the next one so, okay yes so this one is another scene that was very vivid even before the film yeah. Um, I remembered this scene. So it pans to his class, Sir's class is in their gym class, so they have a different teacher. And what they're doing is they're vaulting. So the boys, Which, are, it's the boys in the class. Can we just talk for a second I about know, how I lame know. that is as a gym class? Like I was watching it, I was like, who the fuck needs to know how to vault? Ex- what are they teaching I think students? it's just to teach me oh, like physically God. fit, but at the same time, I'm like, what? this is absurd and not fun. and not Physically really, oh. fit could be so many other things. Who needs to fucking vault? Are we a gymnast? Anyway, that's a side note. Apparently, they're all going like, to be. As a yoga teacher, I was offended. I was like, okay, <laughs> we could do so many other things here. Everyone, I remember but okay. as a kid just being like, that's odd. Because, of course, we never did vaulting at never. any point in no, of course not. school. So no. the very concept of it, I'm like, is that what I'm going to do when I get to high school? Like, that we vault? I have to say, okay. actually, this is something else I have to say. <laughs> I felt like I would be greeted with um, much more interesting discussion and conversations and things like my social studies and English classes uh, based on this movie. And I'm very disappointed in my high school achievements <laughs> as a result of this movie. I'm like, I thought this was going to be kind of like more of like a two-star with love or dangerous minds thing. And it never was. And I no, just want everyone to know that, that that was very disappointing. And I have to blame this movie for part of that, I uh, think. Uh, fair enough. Anyway, fair I just enough. Need, to, need that being said. But anyway, right. P.E., Disappointment, vaulting, continue. And and it's interesting because it's only the boys because apparently they separate the boys and the girls when it comes to gym class, which is also an interesting factor. There's another layer, guys. The gender norms of the time period. But anyways, let's focus on gym class. One thing at a time, Lisa. One thing at a time. (laughs) Sorry, it just keeps happening. There's so many things. They just naturally evolve, I understand. (laughs) So the class is fine. So the teacher is standing behind... I don't know what you call it. What would it be called? Oh, I think it's a vaulting horse, horse or something. Yeah, like it's like I a don't horse know. or something. But oh, it's God, basically, it's know. got four wooden legs and it's got a leather bound stuffed thing and it's got handles on it. And the boys basically, you've seen it probably in gymnastics and you, you see know the boys what we're talking about. come up you have and a they have idea. to jump, jump over it over it and like use their hands to help them across the top. And, and their legs they... go like around the like side. A like, a, like a splits like a kind of they thing. They do the splits yeah. as wide as they can to go around it. And, and um, land on and their the, toes. Apparently. And land on their toes and the gym teacher is right there to sort of help catch them and to judge how they're going. He's standing very close to them as they're coming off the vault. Um, so they're going through and there's this, one, there's this one boy, Buckley, who is overweight. 
And A, which I would like to point out, he's also not actually that over. Like, no, I would actually describe him. When I looked at him, I'm like, okay. But they all. A little thicker. Sure. All the guys in the class refer to him as fats. And it's. It's actually bullshit because the guy himself isn't actually fat. I actually have to say, watching mm-hmm. it, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. This guy is a pretty, like, normal-looking dude. He looks like, normal. So, and as a, we'll as get a into kid. body shaming in another episode. <laughs> my God. My God, this episode is never going to end. Um, so, I will say as a kid, this scene very much upset me. I didn't like upsetting. that the other students called him fats. I know. He looks so scared and he, so nervous and yep. so upset. And mm-hmm. so, you see these other boys take their turns and he's about to let a different boy go in front of him. And the teacher calls him on it. And he says, Buckley, you know, come and take a run at it. And he's like, I, I can't, sir. It's too high. Like, I can't make that jump. And the other students, they defend him. They still call him fat, which is not which is great. Awful, but yeah. they're like, no, he can't make it. You know, he can't make it. And and the teacher tells alone. them to shut up, to shut up. He's not talking to them. And to Buckley, be a man and come do this. Which again, oh god. So then Buckley tries to make the vault, even after the other boys, Denim and Potter in particular, are trying to be like, no, he doesn't have to, and stop picking on him. And he does. And in pushing himself off the vault, he ends up, he's not high enough, and he ends up crashing into it, and his weight buckles one of the legs. And so he ends up flying to the ground along with the gym teacher. And he he appears to be injured. And the other boys try and get close, and, and Potter loses his temper and basically calls out the teacher and says that he's always picking on Buckley. He's always, you know, bullied him. And He's everyone... picked up the broken wooden yep. leg from this jump this vaulting horse and is now basically using it as a weapon as a threatening weapon the gym teacher so then the gym teacher is trying to get out of the way and the boys are like circling around and one smart boy basically races off to the teacher's lounge and is like sir there's you need to come quick they're fighting in the the gym gym." (laughs) and so he comes and i'm sure sir thought it was gonna be two students but instead it's a student and a teacher so he comes and of course with his authority stops the fight and has Potter hand him the stick and then has him go and help Buckley and, you know, take her to the nurse, take him to the nurse and stuff and all this other stuff too. So that he listens after, you know, all that the gym teacher leaves and that sort of thing. He asks what has happened and asks him to speak up. And then he kind of talks to the gym teacher too and says, you know, I, I, apparently Buckley's kind of a whipping boy of yours and the gym teacher, you know, kind of denies it but not very vehemently he just says that he's doing his stuff and Buckley was supposed to do the jump so why wouldn't he and so the other students get upset because sir tells Potter he has to apologize to the teacher and they're furious because in their minds they were doing the right thing the teacher was bullying Buckley and therefore you and know they had enough and wrong. he was defending Buckley and so therefore like you know why should I have to apologize why, why is he the, apologize why isn't the gym teacher apologizing right yes. like that kind of situation and it's very interesting because as a mm-hmm. kid I was upset too I felt really bad for Buckley I thought the teacher was being very bullying towards totally. him I thought you know good on Potter for defending him absolutely and then, I also was kind of like, well, I like that's totally unfair that he has, I as a kid was like, oh, that's kind of unfair that he has to apologize when the gym teacher is sure. a jerk. Um, but sir must know what he's doing because I trust sir. And the and sir makes the point of, you know, I'm only concerned about your behavior. The gym teacher's behavior is not my concern. I'm your teacher. You and he makes a point of calling him out on is violence the answer, though? Like, even if even if you are defending someone, is violence the way to defend them? 
And he says, and what happens if a knife or a gun had been available? Would you totally. use that? Exactly. In the heat of the moment. Like, why is this what you're choosing to do? And as a His... kid, I oh. did get it to a point. But I also was still enraged over what happened. About you know, <laughs> oh, 100%. This is the thing about mm-hmm. the injustice of that circumstance is you, you cheer for Potter when you're watching the scene happen. It's the reflection afterward where mm-hmm. Sidney Potty's, Potier's character is like, you have to answer that yourself, Potter. Do you think you behaved as an adult? And when you have to actually ask yourself that question, mm-hmm. did I behave well in the circumstances totally. given? I mean, I think, you know, adult is such a relative term sometimes, you know, but it's like, did I... But was that, I what the aspiration of an adult is, of, right? Like that like idea. What a, yeah. what a good human being is mm-hmm. who behaves well towards others. And it's like, you're, he didn't. He really didn't. Totally. And it's the adult Pauline, and I'm assuming Lisa, who mm-hmm. comprehends that. It's the child Pauline and Lisa who, that's a harder ask. Totally. That's a much harder ask to do. And it's something I definitely lost the value of what he was imparting. Mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm, not really mm-hmm. grasp until an adult. I still obviously was on Sir's side. I loved Sir. There of was course. nothing that was ever going to take that away. But I did no. feel a bit bad for Potter. And I did yeah. feel very bad for Buckley. And I did feel it was an injustice. And as a kid, everything's so black and white, right? You're like, that guy was mean. He should be mad at him. He should totally. train him with that stick. <laughs> You're like... No, he really shouldn't have threatened him with a stick. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Oh, Lisa, this gives me so much relief totally. over the what I was thinking the, the whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> like, totally. like, my God. It's um, the, it really, it's, but you know what I have to say about that? And mm. I don't want to get into this too long because I think this is already going to be an, a long episode because there's so many things to unpack so. in this movie. But yeah. there's this, sense of injustice mm-hmm. as a kid as a kid that you 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 know watching this movie one of the things as an adult pauline watching it that i i really appreciated was that i was like oh younger pauline really got the injustice of this movie in a lot mm-hmm. of ways like not in the deepest levels obviously but it's like when kids see injustice like back mm-hmm. to balto for a quick sec <laughs> When when Steele accuses Balto, like he gets Balto gets accused of stealing the sausages because Steele actually had the sausages, and then mm-hmm. and the injustice of that scene. Everyone, go back and watch that episode if you didn't already. Is as a kid, you genuinely are mad. There's mm-hmm. a kids get injustice, and I think that's the thing in this movie is you might not get the depths of mm-hmm. the like the layers of the injustice but i know as a kid we were both like i will trust sir mm-hmm. however that gym teacher like <laughs> that I gym teacher is still a terrible I person had a visceral reaction at the beginning mm. of the episode when Mar- mark shows up on campus and he's in the staff room and he's talking to everybody and they're like oh and you'll meet so and so the gym teacher and immediately <laughs> As soon yeah. as it was said, I was like, oh, I remember that, that fucking guy. That fucking dude. <laughs> and I I yeah. had this moment. I couldn't remember exactly what even the scene, like I knew what happened vague, like I knew mm-hmm. the arching thing. But I would I distinctly was like, I do not like that oh, gym teacher. I had and that I reaction know. too of, oh, 
the gym uh, teacher. That guy. The nemesis. We'll, we'll like, get to him later. Totally. Yeah. And in it's all funny. honesty, that whole scene. So what's interesting, though, as a kid is I hated when it was time for that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get knots in my stomach. For all that we watched this movie a ton. Every single time I was like, oh, no, this scene was yeah. lovely. And then I would get knots in my stomach again when Sir had to talk to the class and they were upset. And then, like, later they wouldn't let him contribute to the hat. And they were all rude to him again. Like, every time he was doing the right thing yeah. or he was trying to calmly teach them and they start to turn against him and Mm -hmm. he's lost their respect and eventually he loses Pamela's respect too like even as a kid I was like "Ah, it hurt it hurt so much and it was funny rewatching it I still felt the hurt I think it was even greater though because to me now as an adult the understanding that Sir has faced injustice that these children should never the children know injustice but his level of injustice is experienced. They haven't. They 100%. may be seals. And right. Will. But, but yes. But 100%. That's true. He's probably going to be getting more of it later. And that's maybe why he's so quiet. But everyone else, like, Sir has had to deal with shit. And is continuing to deal with what he has to face with this classroom. And so now that he's trying to teach them a lesson that is so important about how, yes, it is unfair. But you still have to be the you still have to be the better person. You still have to be the one who's going to be calm in the situation because he's learned that mm-hmm. this is more important. This is better for you. This is how you prove you are an adult and have grown up because you can handle these situations that are unfair and understand that yes, this is unfair, but this is what I should be doing. And the world is unfair. Totally. And you can't get away from that. It's how mm-hmm. you handle, handle the unfairness. in those moments. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the lesson that it's like, that's the, that matters. And oh my so gosh, much. is it done so well in the film? So Just well. through his example. And so mm-hmm. as an adult, while we're watching it, I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I loved him before, but oh my I God. adore him and respect him okay. even more now as an adult. So let's talk. Let's continue this. Let's mm. talk about, okay, so everyone, after this has all happened, after Potter has threatened the teacher and he's mm. made made to apologize, and after all of the students now revolt against him because he's... They think he's one of them. They think that he's one of the system. They, they don't trust him anymore. So now they're pulling away from him mm-hmm. in a way that they were at the beginning. So now, fast forward. Next gym class. The PE mm-hmm. teacher is now gone because obviously <laughs> he can't teach this class because one of them has just threatened them with a weapon. He's going to be gone. So now Sidney Pontier's character has to teach them gym. Mm-hmm. And he shows up. And Denim, who's the leader guy that we talked about earlier, who's the cool kid, he's the Emilio, if you will, he uh, wants to box. And he asks Sir if they can box for gym class. Because a different student has sprained his wrist and bullshit on that stuff. But anyways. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) But, like, so, like, he's going to get them to go do another thing and then hit... Um, Denim's idea is like okay let's do boxing can we start with boxing today and then he asks Sir to box with him because his partner has sprained his wrist mm-hmm. who you're right Lisa he's very happy about his sprained wrist he's like sprained you, it didn't I you can like, tell that this is an I entire setup right like this whole situation Which, has been created by Denim 
Which all of the situations basically are setups in a lot of ways in this movie, which I have to say I didn't clock that as a kid. Mm. Like I I missed. They all become chaotic at the beginning of the of the scenes when he's their teacher. They all one of them says something and then they all just go into this chaotic frenzy in the room to to create disorder. And as a kid I I missed the intentionality of that. Like I lo- <laughs> that was lost on me. But they were experts like, oh, of doing it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. They're mm-hmm. being dicks suddenly. <laughs> but they're they're doing it they're on purpose. They're still being dicks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is one of those like orchestrated moments where now Denim and Mark uh Sidney Potier have to box and he mm-hmm. does not want to do it. So they box and he ends up given one blow to oh, denim man, after denim so has glorious. smacked him in the face a bunch of times and and he's holding back what have you he punches denim denim's out that's it that's the end of the fight they move on and he's like doubled over because it's a punch to the stomach yeah, he's not unconscious stomach. like he's not yeah, yeah. yeah sorry yeah he's when just, you said punched about i'm like uh but not unconscious. Punched him just... in the stomach and Once. he like yeah. now his abdomen is cramping and obviously he's in pain so it's the end of the fight so what ends up happening next, I, I thought was so interesting as an adult, mm-hmm. but again, it was lost on me as a kid. At one point now, Sidney Potty is leaving the building after this has happened, and um, Denim is waiting in the stairwell for him. And he's just kind of like, hey, how many times did you hit me? And he says, once, <laughs> sorry about that, I lost my temper, I didn't mean to lose my temper kind of thing. And he's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. Well, I was trying to hurt you. Well, you did. And then he continues. He's like, why didn't you hit me again? Mm-hmm. And he continues after Sidney Poitier's character until Sidney Poitier's character says, mm-hmm. well, hitting you wouldn't have solved anything, would it? And that's when Denim's like, oh, I don't understand you at all. Like, there's this. Which there's is this something that's repeated by different students times. throughout the film. Because he's posh. But he's understanding of their situation because he's also had to live very poor because he hasn't gotten work. And so their understanding of how he handles himself is very confusing to them. Because yeah. he's the first person who gets them. He had to wash dishes for a time. And they're all like, you wash dishes. And he's like, <laughs> like they're yeah. like, what? Like, they're mind blown. Like, have you ever been broke? And he's like, absolutely. But he he rose above it. And this is the first person that they're encountering. This is why he's so relatable. This is why mm-hmm. they... They connect to him. This is why they start to change is because he's he's well-dressed, well-groomed, speaks quite nicely. And yet he came from a rough start mm-hmm. and they don't get it. They're only comprehending like, oh, these are all choices we can make. And that's the lesson in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so in the scene where he's talking to Denim Again, it's one of those moments for, for me, I was watching it and it was so interesting because he, he's explaining himself. He's like, well, hitting you wouldn't have solved anything. And again, he, it's this moment where mm-hmm. he doesn't get him and he's like, that's like, he's basically just kind of like, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And again, as a kid, it was just lost on me. I just, mm-hmm. I didn't get what he was the knowledge he was imparting to him because then it even continues so lisa mentioned earlier um seal's mom has died mm-hmm. and they're talking about sending these flowers and so now the conversation with denim so this happens after the fact and how they're they're not gonna take the flowers they have to send the flowers because of what people would say and then pamela stands up and she's like i'll i'll take them i'll take mm-hmm. them and yeah, yeah. i'll thing, take the right? flowers and it's like a big I'll deal i'll do it 
it's a big deal because I'll take them to this colored neighborhood. And so Denham says to Sir, he's like, he mentions, he's like, so Potter was right about it, about it not Mm -hmm. being fair kind of thing. He's like, yes, from his point of view, I was wrong. And then he's like, and the girls will write about the flowers. And he says, yes, from their point of view, that's correct. And he says, well, what other point of view is there? And he says, you're going to have to figure that one out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is fucking great teaching right there like it's mm-hmm. so good Lisa I was watching it and I was like this is oh that was one of amazing. my favorite parts as an adult watching it and again you're right there's there's a subtlety to how wise and how s- deceptively simple what he's saying is yes, right because he's very straightforward it. and he says it, it in a very simple way but what he's saying is actually something that's very profound and important and extremely difficult difficult to do you like to actually execute that and to execute bravery it's it's something that we all struggle with and that some of us are better at than others but again depends the situation it's something you always have to be mindful of but it's so difficult to actually be mindful of and Mm -hmm. as an adult watching it i was just like oh my god as a kid i was like oh they seem to be friends now A hundred percent, Lise. That was my takeaway. Denim seems to like him, and they seem to be under an understanding. He respects him now. That's great. And then, of course, because and Denim does. totally, and because great. and because Denim now is understanding of Sir and feeling like there's a mutual respect, it changes the whole behavior of the rest of the class again. Because once again, it's the Emilio who is changing the behavior of the class. And I, I will say that is something. But I'm like, is it that? It's very quick how fast they change their. their uh, I get it. I mean, I think I as, get it in high too. School, but it's I'm very like, entertaining to watch. Adult Pauline is like, high school kids are stupid. But <laughs> high school, and like, yes, I understand. Exactly. Oh yeah, you're, it can change very get quickly it. based yes. on a so particular cool person's behavior or opinion. The other person is cool. They're mm-hmm. cool, and that's mm-hmm. the end of it. And that's denim behaving. Now he sh- now he's the one showing up in the nice clothes with the well combed mm-hmm. hair when mm-hmm. he was the one who wasn't doing that. And it's because sir, what I like about the movie, what I like about the interaction, is that it actually is a very profound realization that denim has to come to on mm-hmm. his own. What I liked about the lesson, and this is adult Pauline, definitely not child Pauline. The adult Pauline was able to see how, when he says, you'll have to figure that out for yourself. He's, he's not coming out and saying. These are the different perspectives. Yes. <laughs> and like, he's not coming out and saying like, not taking the flowers shows your own inherent racism. Like he's not coming out and saying that he's like, you have to figure out for yourself. The why there's a different perspective totally. than totally. just worrying about what others are saying about going to the black kids totally. house. Totally. Well, and the vast majority of what he teaches is with the understanding that he knows they're smart enough to figure it out and that it's more important they figured out come to the realization themselves than to him to spoon feed it to them. He teaches yes. them just the right to amount think. for them to then think and then Yes. Whether they think or not is up to them. Like he has given them all the tools. He's shown them how to use them to a point. Yes. But they still have to pick up the tools and use it's, them. It's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. 
it's really the it really is why he that it's not as obvious and as simple and as straightforward to be honest as dangerous mind it's just not that it's not that over the head shall we say yes it's not the chocolate bars in class um Or the roller coasters. You get a per candy se. bar. You yeah. get a candy bar. Totally. Okay. So we talked about that for a long time. I think we may need to pivot. <laughs> Let's pivot. So Lisa, um, so does this movie pass the Bechtel test? Do you want to tell everyone what the Bechtel test is? Absolutely. So the Bechtel test is uh, just sort of like a litmus test almost of seeing how female characters are portrayed on screen, how much dialogue, development inclusion there is and it's a very simple test but a lot of films don't pass it and the requirements are you have to have two female characters minimum who have names and who have a conversation with each other about anything other than a man or men and honestly I'm not sure if this one passed did you clock one because I was struggling finding one because they talk about sir a lot to each other yeah and it's often a group discussion it's not so much women talking to women it's that the young woman in the class and the young men in the class are all sort of talking together and they often are talking to sir um so did you pick one so, where they did talk because I had a hard so time so it one. wasn't actually one with the students it's one with the women on the bus at one at the very beginning one of them's ragging on the other one, complimenting her hair, asking if she calls that strawberry blonde. And the other woman mm. whose hair is bright red. But do they and, say each other's names? So, well, they don't say each other's names. So I, so this is where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. I, not, I didn't actually look up to see if they are named characters, but I can look it up right now. Okay, so everyone, after a uh, hiatus where Pauline just <laughs> we took a brief looked pause. into yeah. IMDb and Wikipedia, I don't feel confident in being able to say that everyone in the conversation that I'm thinking about is named. Mm-hmm. However, the rub. I cannot say that they aren't, aren't named either. Because some of them on, on their IMDb page aren't, don't have photographs. So yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's do the benefit of the doubt and say that they're named. The conversation okay. is a very simple one and it, and it will, it's basically just a very quick exchange. I know which one you're talking about where one comments the other on her hair color, but not really. And the other one then is like, oh, you're just jealous kind of thing. Yes. And that um, is... Yeah, it's and a, that's a it. bit of a razzing that's going on. Basically, on the bus. unfortunately, then it shifts into a very different conversation. Yeah, they start sexualizing Sidney <laughs> Poitier, which also not cool. Not as, cool. Is also confusing to me from the child's perspective because I remember them talking about him, mm. and I, you miss the racism, but mm. there's a sexualization. Yes, and I'm like, so then it's even like doubly confusing because then when mm-hmm. you watch it, you're like. Well, are they racist? Because they're all talking about how attractive he is. So we we don't like black people, but we but at the like same time him. we can't deny that he's damn good. That he's looking. a good looking like, man. It's it a weird. The thing. layers of it are very yeah. uncomfortable it, in many ways. It, yes, just how the various facets that are which done for poor Mark's character, where everyone just. You know, yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay, that's all I could say on that one. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's pivot. So, um, okay, so we're gonna now chat about anything offensive. Which, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, my We've... section 
it's was huge. smaller well, than it needed to be. And I will say we've covered a fair bit already in our takeaways, right? right? So so going in, guys, know that there is that racism, both overt and subtler. And it's directed at Sidney Poitier from staff, from women in the community, from the students, from a, pretty much everyone he interacts with to varying degrees. Few exceptions, but for the most part, that's kind of just, you know, it's there. In terms of, like, phrasing, like, one of the more common insults directed at him is chimney sweep. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird okay. one. We already talked about black yeah. magic and black sheep, like that kind of thing. So yeah. so just to know, and, and Pauline said that they referred to the neighborhood as the colored neighborhood, right? That was the terminology at the time. Obviously not cool now. Um, when they're sexualizing... Uh, Sydney Potty on the bus because the, the women who are razzing each other basically say like you know I wouldn't mind if what is it he was in yeah. my stocking and then one of them's like you wouldn't even know what to do with him yeah it's like riding a bicycle and, uh, and then she says if he's well sprung that's all that matters and as a child boy did I not get yeah, that no. as an adult I'm like really you're gonna talk about him like that in front of him eh? if this and again think of it in gender reversal roles you may be laughing but then if it's like a man talking about a woman in this way no so it's not cool when they're doing the same thing to Sidney no. Poitier's character it is it is sexualization of him without his permission or consent and it's not great at all yes um, so so that's there another thing so when Sidney Poitier does lose his temper at the girls in the classroom for their behavior, he does call them sluts and does say they have sluttish manner. manner. And there is sort of that, that's another thing. There is that gender stereotyping and awfulness. And so that phrase is tossed around and how they're dressed and their makeup is kind of criticized. Slutty, yes. He yeah. refers to them. There's some slut shaming yes. in the film, which I feel is, uh, it's a, dated thing mm -hmm. like i would chalk it up to it being 1967 mm -hmm. um but watching it now it's definitely one of those things that it's like <sighs> we're much more mindful of it and it's i didn't realize how often he said the word slut. i did not know either when he did i was like oh my i forgot that and i was okay. like sydney we need to tone it down a bit on the Stop sluts it. stop it be kind yes even what is when happening? he's saying things like you know it's a feminine hygiene product product in this fireplace and he refers to them as that all a filthy slut would do this and it's like i disagree, uh, disagree I, actually, with that one. I actually feel like a woman who sleeps with men is not equated to someone who's going to burn a, a feminine hygiene hygiene product in the fire yeah. so yeah those things are not interchangeable shall we they're, say they're not equivalent um, they're not equivalent yeah so that's and a that's a tricky circumstance. So, so that one is there, and also like the boys in the class, um, denim. He's annoyed because he asked one of the girls to dance, and she turns him down. So he refers to them as tarts. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, as I said, there's gender roles that are very specific, right? Like Sydney Poitier goes to teach them how to make a salad for when they're living on their own, which hilarious to me. I was like, "Oh, a salad, you say?" But I guess it's mm. simple. Um, but the boys immediately like, that's women's work kind of thing. And he's like, well, you may be living on your own for a bit first. So you got to learn. And I was like, okay. And there is that idea of like the girls do this and the boys do this. And that's, it's very sort of, as I said, they even have like He class even alone. says like, he's like, most of you girls help your mother with the shopping. And so totally. he's about to talk like, about buying that... groceries. And which is a gender norms thing, which I totally. think needs and... to 
it's it's that's the reality of the 60s i was going to say it's it's uh, not time it's it seems very relevant to when the film was made this would have been very typical and typical in these families in this Mm -hmm. poor Mm -hmm. neighborhood where these gender norms were more uh typical and stereotyped and expected i guess i would say like even one of them one of the girls her mom has a baby and like she's expected to watch the baby while her mom goes to work which i think is also a very baby to class that's a very heavy um topic if we wanted to really like dissect that Mm, how it's so many heavy topics 17 year old girl's responsibility to watch her her baby sibling but again, would have but, been very typical, and especially in a poorer neighborhood where who are you yes. going to hire? You're going to keep your kids yeah, because you can't no. afford to hire someone to look after them. So it's that idea and knowing that that's in there. I will say there's also, so Sydney Potier asked Jillian, the teacher, at one point if she'll teach the girls in the class how to do their makeup and how I think some of them will be quite pretty if, if they, they knew, knew how. how and you're like, it. okay, mm. no. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Um, yeah. It was one of the few moments where I was like, no, sir. No. You're wrong, Thackeray. <laughs> Step yeah. off. That's not where you're going. Yeah. He also, he's talking about, they're asking him questions about where he's lived in his work and that sort of thing. And he mentions where he's working in a, a sort of um, remote location. And they're asking him the question started with why he isn't married. And he's explained that he focused on job first and stuff. And he's later, but then he says that when he was, where he was working, there was no one but jungle Indians. Uh. Just know that that phrase brought up and it's not cool. So yeah. Yeah. Do you clock anything out? There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, I'm not defending it. It, it just is it's a movie from 1967 so mm-hmm. know that the, going in so it's just different it's just a different time period and again it's watching it i would guess it was just more that i was like oh shit this didn't age as well as i thought it mm-hmm. had because i really genuinely was like this movie is amazing and he was a great teacher and then i was like oh shit like we've really you know gold star for us we've really progressed and come quite a long <laughs> way is like huzzah but i was like oh uh, uh. so i would also yeah i think i mean generally speaking there is racism and sexism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is also some fat shaming yep and i think you just need to know that all three of those things just are peppered seasoned throughout the film and it's not some like, heavy seasoning guys. and not portrayed as a as a good thing in fact most no. of them are bad but it's it's more that you just need to know that they are in the film that and in well, this film from almost start to finish right so so know that yeah. it's not just like one instance here or one instance there and then you're good Agreed. this is the yeah. whole movie so know that going in, if it's going to be triggering for you if it's going to upset you maybe this isn't the movie for you because of how prevalent it is yeah yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We could talk about that longer. We're going to pivot <laughs> again. Because, again, this is going to be a long episode. Um, oh, so, we're going to move on. Longer than I on. expected it to be. While, oh, while I was writing, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't anticipate this. <laughs> um, okay. So, now, Lisa. Yes, Pauline. I think the big question hmm. on everyone's mind, obviously, <laughs> is um, does the movie hold up? Mm. uh would you recommend it if so who would you recommend watch it 
what would you give it out of 10? And mm. will you watch it again? So this was interesting. So in comparison to how I watched it as a kid, does the movie hold up? In many ways, it does. Like Sidney Poitier is still amazing. His, his performance is superb. How he, you know, gets earns their respect, his teaching methods, like all that. I still greatly appreciated watching. I still thought were done very well. There's, def as you said, there's so much heavier, though. So it's not as lighthearted a romp as I remember it being. Mm. It's definitely <laughs> yes. more of a, well, mm -hmm. there's a lot of social commentary. I am now waist deep in, neck deep in. Oh, God, it's over top of my head. Like, it's, there's yes. a lot. So I, it's interesting in the sense that the performances and the subject matter in many ways is the same, but also very different. And so I think if I... I probably will rewatch it again because I love watching Sydney Poitier and I'll probably just one day be like, man, I could really go for some Sydney Poitier as a teacher and I'll watch it for that reason. Cause I still have a fair bit of nostalgia for it, but I'll know going in now that there's going to be some stuff. It's not going to be just a, this will be just a fun hour and 22 minutes yeah. kind of thing. Fun It'll be isn't the word hour, 40 minutes. It'll be, this will be a very, good film but I need to brace myself for the subject matter and so knowing that going in totally fine so yes and no then I guess for if it held up in that regard especially in terms of my nostalgia and my childhood memory mm -hmm. would I recommend it I still think it's a great film I just think it's you need to know what it is going in I think it would be it could be upsetting or shocking for some people who may not fully grasp especially because you know they they may not know more and if you just read the back you're like oh rough kids in a east london neighborhood and this guy's gonna teach him good stuff uh you may not fully know going in what it's gonna entail if you know what it entails if you've listened to this and it sounds interesting if you want to see that social commentary in action and see almost a time capsule of 1967 a very specific one of london it's still hollywoodized there's still that idea of like he manages to lift them up in ways that is compressed and is very much still movie magic, right? This is still uh -huh. very much a Hollywood film, happily ever after kind of story. Then you're going to enjoy the film. If you like those sort of stories where it's a teacher imparting wisdom to students who are a bit rough around the edges, absolutely. Or very rough around the edges in this case. Um, uh -huh. Also no British accents, you have to be cool with all of the lingo. The, you I have had to, to be have cool. the subtitles on, everyone. Totally, I have to understand on. the slang. It's also 1960s slang. So there's a I few slang moments where you're like, huh. Didn't okay. understand the slang in a few of the scenes. I was like, totally. I don't know what you're we're like, saying sure, right now. Sure, sure, this is fine. Yeah. Um, the fashion's marvelous. We haven't actually talked about that. The fashion is oh. very marvelous. I remember we loved it as kids. It's very fun to see the 1967's yeah. fashion, particularly the girls' hairstyles. It's so their cool. Their shoes, dress, outfits, everything. They're dancing because they spend a lot of time dancing in the hallways during breaks. And at the end, the big thing is that they have this dance and they invite like the teachers to it. And it's this lovely thank you, farewell moment for them and sir and their graduation and so there's a lot of for all that we've talked about this has heavy subject matter there's still a lot of very emotional touching scenes and mm -hmm. there is still superb acting from Sidney Poitier he's amazing and at it. the students and the I would students also say do damn well for unknown British actors they're real the other teachers too I would say the acting caliber of the whole movie is very good so yeah, if you're looking agreed. for a well-acted social commentary almost that also isn't I mean I know it's Hollywoodized mm -hmm. but, but it's it not also 
it's not sugarcoated. And it it's isn't because the British don't sugarcoat anything. No, That's, they're all they, about learning harsh lessons. They're about that um, stiff upper lip, my friend. Mm-hmm. And so there really is, I would like to, I I know this is your little <laughs> moment, but I would like to, I, like, I want to agree it is Hollywoodized, but not in like a Hollywood sense. This could have been Think of it way more, more like Hollywoodized. Cinema, shall we say, a cinema happy uh, ending. Let us do. Let us do that, and I'll do a more European feel. Oh uh, yes, very cinnamon. Yes, there we go. Cinnamon. cinnamon. Did you say cinnamon? Ooh, how tired are you? Uh, Actually, I'm not. Are you hungry? Which is also <laughs> sure. We'll say that. I just. Oh, it was a misspeak. We've gone off the rails. It's totally anywho. Fun. So anywho, so if if. If that's what you're looking for, then please watch this movie. That's what you're. It's very well done in that sense. It's it's very good. I I still think it's a, quite a good film. And now that you're aware that it's of the time period, for sure, just know that there are going to be very uncomfortable moments. I will say that when he calls, you know, when he says stuff about the sluttish manner and everything, that did take away a bit. I was like, okay, um, the gender roles are a bit tricky, yeah. but I mean, it's it's difficult all around so is it a perfect film no has it aged beautifully no but i still think it's worth watching for anyone who's listened to this and is interested and wants to is it for children no no um, i would say i don't know why we I don't thought, know how we want i don't know how i don't, know why I don't... A cool thing i'm glad and then i think it. of some movies we weren't allowed to watch i'm like really really <laughs> hocus pocus oh, was no but we watched do so i love it I love that Focus it. Focus is always your go-to because it's like an easy one for you to like bring you know what? up. But um, it is. It's I an know. easy one. I because it's, I it's silly that we couldn't watch it. And it's age appropriate. True. All right. So let me wrap this up because we're already at a very long episode and I feel I've gone You're welcome, for everyone. a bit too long. Um, so in terms of out of 10, mm, because the acting is as good as it is and because I'm aware of the time period, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Mainly for Sidney Poitier for his performance. There That's you go. My main role, because there, it is still difficult watching it. I would say. All right, Pauline, what about you? Yeah, it is more difficult than I wanted it to be. I will. Mm. Uh, so everything you've said, I I won't take long saying it because I I feel very similarly. There are much heavier topics than I recalled. There are heavier circumstances that have so many more layers than I realized. Mm-hmm. And the story itself is still as good as I wanted it to be. It, mm. it was what I wanted it to be, just heavier than I thought it was. Mm. And so that's how I feel about the movie. So I would recommend it. Would I recommend it? To everybody, probably not. I mean, I do think there needs to be a little bit of caution watching movies from the 60s in general. I'm, To be honest, I'm really realizing that more with our podcast. That I'm like, <laughs> heads up, everyone. The 60s weren't as great as we all thought they were. At least as great as I thought they were. Mm. Right? I mean... Totally. So we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So there's some dated things, for sure. Is the story... And like the essence of the story really good? I think so. I really do. And the lessons that are imparted, I think are good lessons. I actually, if you were to watch this movie with younger, I wouldn't say like, you know, six and seven, but Mm. like if you were to watch this movie with like a 12 year old, I don't know how interested they'd be in it, but 
I mean, the discussions that would come up as a result, like the the mm. dynamics that come out of it, that if you are having an open discussion with your kid about, would I think be very helpful and quite interesting. There's a perspective shift that I think would be quite valuable. Um, is it for everyone? I don't think so. I mean, if you are one of the rare breed who watched this movie, <laughs> watch it again, because... I feel like you'll still appreciate it. Sydney Pontier is great. If you love Sydney Pontier, you should watch it. If you're in the mood for a, a a good movie that is imperfect, and I would say I would say this is that movie. Hmm. Is it light? Is it is it one that I'd be like family film Saturday Just night? Just toss it on whenever you feel like it. No, no, not the way Lisa and I did. I. We watched this movie, we tossed this movie on an awful lot, considering the heavy dynamics. But are they interesting conversations? Are they good conversations? Absolutely. Out of 10. Um, I'll agree with the seven. I think mm-hmm. with, with nostalgia, it's probably closer to an eight. Mm-hmm. But the reality of this movie is it's probably more like a seven from mm-hmm. a uh, holding up time period circumstance, I'd yeah. say. I think that's fair. I think that's okay. fair. Okay. Okay. Right. We made it, guys. We, we made did it. it. Woo. I would like to say, we didn't really talk too much about it because there were so many topics to discuss. I would like to let everyone know, Pauline misunderstood most of this. <laughs> and and every conversation that happens in the staff room, I have no recollection of. I just, if, <laughs> if anyone's worried about, you know, did, does Pauline hold up uh, her end of the bargain? She does. And she didn't remember any of it. Amazing. Lisa, quotes. Mm. Here we go. I've got a couple. I've got, I've a, got couple. a few. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what I'm going to start with is actually, so it's, it's Thackeray's line. And it's one of the first times he's interacting with his students. This is the first time he's in the classroom and they're kind of laughing at things. And he's just sort of waiting them out and staying calm. And after they've like made a joke that's annoying and everything else, his response is, it's encouraging that you have a sense of humor. It seems you know so little and are so easily amused. I can look forward to a very happy time. First quote <laughs> that I wrote down, Lisa. It's such a good burn. It's such a good burn. <laughs> and then some of them are like, who does he think he is? And you're like, British accent yes. Brilliant. It's such um, a good burn. And, it's, and it takes a moment for it to sink in for them, too. Yes. He says it very pleasantly mm-hmm. and almost like it's a compliment. But when you hear the words, you're like, wait. Yeah, and I just appreciate it. Yes, hundred. Mm-hmm. I agree, a hundred percent. That's one for yours. So another one of mine is so, it's after he's had his blow up mm. and he's mad at all the ladies and comes back into the room after the fact. So the character who who wasn't in the room, her name is Pamela Dare, mm-hmm. and so she comes into the room and she's like talking about how she's late she missed the bus was like three hours late da, 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 da. she comes in just rambling da, 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 da. goes to her seat and so sydney Pontier's character stops her mid-sentence and says <clears throat> because i need everyone to know he's talking about treating them like adults mm-hmm. and so now his line is for example there are two ways to enter a room one is as an adult a lady with dignity the other is like a brat. Miss Dare just showed us the second. Perhaps she'd care to demonstrate the first. <laughs> and then she gets up and she goes to the door and she walks back into the room and says, I'm sorry, I'm late. And it's a scene 
that I really appreciate because I feel like most of the time I'm Pamela Dare <laughs> and I'm walking into a room not like that. But the lesson that gets imparted in that moment, I think, is quite interesting. Mm. Right? Uh, well, what I would, was going to say is the only the other line that I always heard in my head for this, aside from I'm in your bleeding class next year and... Um, the him being angry <laughs> do these yes. filthy games and your home not in my yeah. classroom was this one the other is a brat because it's how he says it he just looks at her and he goes example and he gestures at her and then the way he says the other is like a brat and he just the way he said brat as a kid i was like got it don't do that i don't want mental be a note i don't want to be brat. brat always enter the room properly i want to be don't a lady be a brat <laughs> Pauline didn't pick up on that takeaway. She's lived her life like a brat. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, you, yeah, that was going to be my next one. So, I'm glad you said it. That's awesome. Okay. What's your next one? So, my next one is so, after all of this, right, where they've he's explained the new rules and they're going to treat each other as adults and they're going to talk about whatever they want to talk about, the kids are back in the hallway dancing and the Babs, played by Lulu, we haven't really talked much about her. We didn't have time because we got into so much heavy stuff, but she was actually a very famous British pop singer for a period in the 60s and her, her name on stage was Lulu. Um, she's great. She's great. And she sings the theme song to the movie. Uh, but anyway, she's talking with Pamela and they're talking about like, do you think he's serious? Like all this other stuff. And then Denim, meanwhile, has been standing there with his friends. He's like, which girl do you fancy kind of thing? And one of them says Pamela. And he's like, oh, watch this. And he goes to ask her to dance. Um, and she basically tells him no, because you, you know, ask she says, politely. get lost, Denim. Yeah. And I don't like your smelly. You. I don't like your Tricks, smelly way. Do I? Yeah. Anyway, so then he's like, fine. And he asks Babs to dance to instead. And she goes, you heard what Sir said, Mr. Smarty Denim. You want to dance with me? Well, you're bleeding well, ask proper. <laughs> and and we then turns loved away. it as mm -hmm. kids because then she follows it up because Potter then asks like a gentleman. And she goes to dance with him and she goes, Ooh, look at me. I'm a lady. I am a lady, I am. And then she sticks out her tongue at Denim and goes, mm. and as kids, that was the line we quoted the most. Ooh, look at me. I am, I a, am lady. a lady, I am. I am. We said it all the time. And so when she said it, I was waiting for it. And that was probably, out of all the lines in this film, that's the one that I think is children. And I wish I had named the episode after it because it didn't occur to me until later. It's until okay. it came up it's in the okay, film. Lisa. And I was like, oh. It can't all be perfect. It's fine. I, know, I understand. I it's a good line. That is the line that we said the most. But I would also say the line that you did quote this movie, this episode after, is a distinct line in the It's movie. a very important Because it's important. We'll come mm -hmm. to it. Um, one of the lines that I actually really loved, so it's after Potter has threatened the PE teacher mm. with the stick, and now Sidney Potier's character, Mark, is telling him that he needs to go apologize. Mm. And when he tells him he needs to apologize, because he's explaining why, he's explaining violence isn't the answer, but without saying it like that, he's, he's putting the onus on him to be like... What if there were a gun or a knife? Like, what mm -hmm. would you do then? Did you behave like an adult? And Denham tells him he needs to go because after school, he needs a job. And when he needs a job, he needs a letter of reference. And who's got to sign one? This guy. So you better go do it because you have to appease the system. Mm -hmm. And this is how Denham kind of turns the whole class against Thack Thackeray again. Mm -hmm. He turns it on them 
to be like, look, we can only trust each other. He's one of them. Look what he's making Potter do. Potter, go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And Sidney Potier, as uh, it's a composure at its finest, as Potter is leaving the class, Thackeray stops him with the piece of wood that he was threatening the teacher with and says, if you apologize because you're afraid, then you're a child, not a man. And that is, that's mm-hmm. a good fucking line right mm-hmm. there. Um, so anyway, so I thought that was a good one that he said. <laughs> that's it. I like that one. I like that one. How many more do we want to do since this is a long episode? Do you have a bunch? It is a long. I, well, I have a bunch, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean we have to do anything. Uh, do you want to go one more each? Do I you think wanna, one more Or do you want to go yeah. one? Why don't you end, end on one? Because I don't have any uh, calling to me that are... Well, I'll just explain then the na- the why the name of this episode is so important. So mm. at the end of the film, the kids have learned to respect Thackeray again. He's earned their trust. They understand even more this time around how valuable all of his lessons have been and how important he's been to their lives. So at the dance, Lulu sings her song to Sir with Love. And I'm like, wow, you even wrote a song for your teacher, eh? Now there's respect and dedication. Um, but they also give him this sort of like goblet cup thing that's metal and they sign this card. And he's sitting at his desk and he has just been, the whole time that he's been teaching, he's been applying for engineering jobs because he hasn't been able to get one. And towards the end of the film, he finally gets one. He's finally going to be accepted. So he's going to finish being a teacher. As soon as this year's done, he's going to, take up this engineering gig that's his plan but now he's just been granted so much love and respect and appreciation that he didn't know like he's genuinely speechless it's the one time in the film he doesn't know what to say is when they present the gift to him they want a speech and he can't give it to them Mm. and it's as a kid i missed out on that i'm like why isn't he giving a speech as an adult i'm just like oh my god it's and they they get it because he's never that quiet. So he's back yeah. in his classroom. He's looking at the card. He's clearly thinking. And this guy and girl from a different class come running in and clearly to find a place to be alone and, you know, do stuff. And they spot him and they're looking at the card and they're kind of mocking it. And the guy says, Nisa. He's like, well, I'm in your bleeding class next year. And they laugh and leave. And Sydney Potty kind of looks after where they've gone and then looks at the paper that says he's accepting, you know, this is your job, you're, it's now an offer. And then he rips it in half to show that he's going to stick around and be a teacher and impart valuable life lessons for a few other students too, so that they too can be adults when they graduate. And so that line is the last line in the movie. And it's one of the most important for showing what's about to continue on and how uh-huh. he's recognized what a big difference he's actually made. So yeah, totally. That's why that movie, that's why that line stuck with me. And that's why it's the name of the episode. And uh, again, apologies to any UK listeners who's offended by the bleeding. Hopefully you're cool with it. Should you be listening? There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can say. That's the quote from the movie. That's the reality. (laughs) I mean, okay. Well, there, there we go. Hope you enjoyed the episode <laughs> and and the heavy topics that were discussed oh. as a result of said episode i yeah. mean <laughs> i mean there you go i mean there's other there's even more like we didn't even actually oh get into God. all of the things that get brought we up in this movie could have talked for hours guys like we really didn't know what was going on 
Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. No, this is saying, one that went over both of our heads quite high. Yeah, a lot. Very high. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, so, so I hope as adults watching this movie, you all did fine. If you watched <laughs> it with your children, our apologies? Or, but also, again, or they probably didn't welcome. pick up on everything. Yes. I don't know. There you go. Your call. I mean, kids today, who knows what they're interested in? I mean, if it didn't have an... Thomas the Train component to it. Are you watching it? I don't know. Um, so with that being said, we're moving on. Thank you, Lisa, for choosing to serve with love. With oh, you're Cotier. welcome. Um, we, I enjoyed watching it again. Um, and I will say uh, we will be shifting our focus to mm. something not as heavy in the next trivia episode, which comes out on Friday. So... Everyone tune in on Friday for my turn to pick the trivia sode. And in the meantime, you should uh, rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening. You should follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Real Window. And if you want to have a longer communication, send us an email to real.window at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week. We will see you on Friday for my trivia sode. It's going to be different. (laughs) 